Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up, three ball. He's got time in the 10 to the five. Podcast talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Why. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show. I am Josh Why, and I'm joined most of the time by my co-host Josh Woot, and he joins me again. How you going, buddy? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a, it's a bit of a dull. Do you miss the sun? Period. <laughs> Huh? Do you miss the sun? I miss the sun. Yeah, it's been raining yeah. for like two weeks straight I, here. I'm a fan of it. I really like the rain. It pisses me off a bit when I, you know, need to play soccer on the weekend and it keeps getting called out. So that called out, washed out. Yeah. That's, what, people that's just stand on the street and just call it out? Soccer's off! <laughs> Soccer's off! Yeah, it used to... You know. <laughs> I swear there should be a far, uh, a far more efficient way in 2017 to call off soccer. Yeah, I really, I really <laughs> miss the the old fashioned way of driving all the way to the field and then seeing it, yeah, you know, I, a lake and then having to drive home. I, I love driving days. to Tarmore, finding out it was off. <laughs> it was good times. Where's Tarmore? <laughs> Great memories. Like 40 minutes away. It was like in the middle yeah. of whoop whoop. Remember we used to call people from Tarmore with uh, they'd have an extra thumb or a finger because that's how far out in the neck. Neck of the woods it was. So uh, That's it. anyway, but yeah, shout I, I don't, out to the Tarmore listeners. Yeah, shout out to the three people in Tarmore that are with three ears, <laughs> <laughs> super strong listeners. Um, <laughs> I I don't mind the rain, but I it's annoying when trying to get like washing done and my dog just constantly smells because it's just wet everywhere. But yeah, I'll I'll go I'll I'll agree with that. Dog wet dog is just a bad it's a bad, bad smell. smell it's it's the Go one negative of dogs bad. it's the one negative of dogs <laughs> everything else that's better than at cats is is that Oof. Uh, what was i was gonna say are you i don't know how you are about storms like as soon as i hear lightning and thunder depending on where i am especially if i'm at work or i'm inside at home comfortable i'm just generally like ooh, storm love storm give me a storm kind of thing but as soon as you're commuting, it just—it's the worst thing in the world. It's, it's hell so on earth. I just—it's absolutely hell on earth. No one can drive. Everyone just loses the function to drive. It's like they're driving with their knees and elbows. And then, but except when I'm when I'm indoors, like I said, I'm just like I'm all about it. I'm just like bring on the heavier, the heavier the store, the better. There was just, there was like deck chairs and everything sliding around outside. <laughs> next to my building, like smashing up against the windows and stuff today. It's great. I loved it. Just distracts everyone. You love the chaos. You're you're, you're a fan of chaos. I've, I've been doing night shifts the last month, and i finished now, but uh, the last week it's been heavy storms, and where I'm in the city, I'm pretty high up. I've it's, we, I've never seen a storm at that, that like height before, smack bang in the middle of the city. It's, it was something to behold, seeing the lightning and, and all that sort of stuff. So that was... That was pretty cool, I guess. But you, uh, you would definitely be worried if a chair hit your window, right? Would have been. Uh, one night, fireworks were going off. I think it was like a week before Christmas, and there was carols in the domain, and the yep. the, the fireworks were about at, like exploding at sort of the level that I was on on my floor, and I didn't know it was going on. And all I kept hearing was these loud bangs and a little bit of a shake behind me, and I instantly thought like Cloverfield. Like, that's how my mind works. And I was like, all right, what's my escape route? Like, what do I do? And didn't comprehend that it could have just been a perfectly logical explanation like uh, fireworks. No, don't worry. I, I feel the same way. They weren't obviously at my level, but... Uh, do you ever think the, about those scenarios, though? Like, if you're ever yeah, involved in, like, Astra- like Twister Australia or... Day, Australia Day scenario. Um, I work in Parramatta. Parramatta's having their big, you know, Parramatta Australia Day hoo-ha. And... I'm, I was also working night shift, and then all of a sudden, bang, 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 and I'm just like, who do I call? Who do I contact? Where do I go? What yep. do I do? Meanwhile, everyone's just enjoying themselves at the park around the corner. <laughs> I yeah. always wonder how I'd go in some scenarios like that from a movie. And we've got a mailbag question later on in the in the show, so maybe we'll touch on it then at the end of the show. But uh, some more pressing needs before we get into the news is... Tom Brady's jersey is found. Uh, celebrate good times. You know, it's it's just... 
it's joyous. You can everyone can get back to their lives now, and and, and can don't have to worry now that that Tom Brady is is no longer upset, yeah. and that the billionaire with a supermodel wife is finally at ease and, and smiling once again. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad uh, my eBay buyer got um, the package I sent him. <laughs> Yeah, FBI director purchased it off eBay. <laughs> That's it. Um, look, it wasn't the guy that bought it, like a Mexican Gustavo. The, so guy, the guy that I'm stole it. Names, yeah, but... he he. Um, I'm I'm totally sick of the story. It's been going around for 48 hours. I'm like, well, fine, it's found. We get it. Let's move on. But I'm sick of hearing about it and and having to relive it. Like Jay Glazer's been on like a four day media tour. He hasn't been that relevant just, since like 1999. But see, I just love that it was multiple jerseys and the FBI. I mean, pro- like, like, I just, yeah, don't I worry about that right? missing kid. Find the find the billionaire's jersey. <laughs> don't worry sure. about the kid on the milk cartons, FBI. Find Brady's jersey. I'm impressed though, from the thief's standpoint. Like you're in it. There's thousands of cameras, thousands of security, thousands of media members. You've done it across three different stadiums because he took Von Miller's helmet and boots and then Brady's other jersey. And you you finally only just get caught now. Like if he just didn't do it a, a third time, he yeah. would have gotten away with it. Like, and like I'm I'm more impressed by the the helmet. How do you pinch a helmet? It's not like you can just put it on. You know, tuck it under your arm or tuck it up under your shirt. It's it's a helmet. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, pregnant? Uh, yeah, just, I'm pregnant. He couldn't help. He couldn't. He couldn't help himself, could he? He just had to keep. No, you know, I mean, but that's the thing that, with criminals. The, the though. final it's... the final piece was. The final jersey was obviously going to be the. Uh... It's it's going to be a it's going to be a movie starring like Jason Statham or somewhere. It's the final heist and that's the it, the Brady Super Bowl Fifty One jersey and that's when it all unravels, like every great That'd heist great. movie. One last final job to to really dip into the retirement, you know. I agree. Um, all right, some other chatter uh, this week. NFL Australia Reddit. There is an NFL Australia Reddit. It's been pretty dead for some, pretty dormant for some time. We stumbled upon it so this week. We didn't really know about it, about its existence. I, I reached out to the guys and and they they said, yeah, sure, uh, come along, be a, be a moderator. So we're going to try and jazz that up a little bit uh, through the show and just through social media. So if you want to post anything on there and and engage in some chatter, you know. Because Twitter's fine, but you've got limited characters on Twitter, so that's the only downfall. Um, and you know, it, it's just another avenue for people, and it's it's much better than Facebook, which has just become like a giant memes page at this point. Um, so you can post, you know, especially draft season, free agency, you know, talk about your team, post some mock drafts, whatever. Today we we posted on Twitter because someone asked us for our mailbag how we became NFL fans, so we posted something on there, and it was it's been great to hear how everybody like became. Uh, an NFL fan, and it's really weird. Like Madden is played a huge role. I know it, it did for us, and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm a Falcons fan because of Madden. You know, Michael Vick was on the cover, or Vince Young was on the cover. I wonder how many people are Browns fans because Peyton Hillis is on the cover. Do you ever think about that? It has never once crossed my mind. Never once. I, I, I wonder I really... how many people know who Peyton Hillis is. That. <laughs> <laughs> What a weird year for the Madden cover, though. It was between him and Denny Woodhead. And I was happy it was Hillis because Woodhead was a Patriot at the time. And I was like, oh, I don't want a Patriot on the front. And now I really regret it because Woodhead's great. I love Woodhead. But, like, what a what a lousy just blemish on the, on the Madden cover, you know, record is it, Peyton it's Hillis. A really, it's a really bizarre thing. I, it's sh- one of the... <laughs> It was definitely there. There was cover. Apparently, Madden, uh, EA Sports is going to hire that Mexican guy to, to break in and, and eliminate that uh, Madden cover from the archives. Nice. Let's get, in, archives. Let's get into the uh, NFL news. All right, let's start with the curious case of Colin Kaepernick. And it's been a bit of a, a debate this week, and it went all the way to the Oval Office with President Donald Trump. Still weird saying that. Um, he's he pretty much reignited. I'll never say it. You'll never say it. I'll never say it. Anyway, keep he reignited his feud with Colin Kaepernick, and he uh, actually took credit for the fact that the quarterback has not signed with the team since opting out of his contract with the 49ers three weeks ago. Trump said he was reading an article about the NFL owners' fears about signing Kaepernick and said they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Do you believe that? Trump then added that he wanted to share this with the people of Kentucky because they like it when people actually stand for the American flag. Uh, so that was 
Donald Trump on the whole Colin Kaepernick issue. I find it interesting that Donald Trump reads Bleacher Report. Uh, you know, you and him do have something in common, Wood. And then on Sunday, uh, famed film director Spike Lee wrote an Instagram post that he believed Kaepernick's unemployment had to do with had to do with something other than his talent as a quarterback. So we've got some opposite views here. What did you think? What, why do you think Cap's not getting a look uh, at you know this far in free agency? Do you think it's because of his anthem stance or or not? Um, number one, I still find Brady's jersey story more of a story than this. So you I can't be- yes, this is just this is just <laughs> fodder. This is just horrible. Um, I do partially think that you know there's just chaos surrounding him. So I don't think teams just want a bar of it. Teams don't want to be drawn into unnecessary spotlight, especially if it's going to be for a backup quarterback. And then the second half of it is just he's not that good. So yeah, I, I look at it that way as well. I feel like. Given he is a read option quarterback and he has a limited skill set, that a lot of teams automatically cross him off the, off the board completely. But I do think that this anthem stance has a role with it, and I think probably you're right that it is not so much that they disagree with with the anthem stance, and I'm sure a lot of owners do. Look, they are a, a, you know sort of an old boys club and, and and not really that progressive, but it's it's that like you, you don't want to you don't want to divide your fan and your fan base, so that plays a role. But I, I feel like a lot. Of, a lot of better quarterback. He's a lot better than some quarterbacks that have gotten deals done so far in this free agency. There's not 32 better quarterbacks in the NFL than Colin Kaepernick. I think surely he is good enough to get a job. I know he wasn't that great last year, but like neither was Mike Glennon and, and Josh McCown. So it is funny. But then Jay Cutler's still out there not getting work either. So it it is a little bit of a, a touchy subject. And you, unless you poll like every team, we we don't know for sure. And why isn't Cutler? See, I know teams would view Cutler kids. and say, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, but you look at Cutler and you know the the GMs and things out there uh, looking at him saying, you know, he's a better option than what we have, but we just don't want to, we just don't want a locker room bust up. We don't like his attitude or anything like that. They know the talent's there. It's just a matter of, you know, what kind of role model, what kind of locker room presence is he going to be? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to go out like all the way like some people have said, have said and said that the NFL, every owner is is against this anthem stance or anything like that. I'm sure there's some that, that probably agree with it. Not many, but I think ultimately it's a whole combination of the factors surrounding Colin Kaepernick. And, and while Donald Trump's being petty and all that, uh, we should note Colin Kaepernick, uh, decided to donate some money to Meals on Wheels after uh, Donald Trump cut their uh, funding a little bit. So uh, a little bit of a oh, oh. little bit of a return right. serve from the he old Kaepernick. Get yeah. him a job. Get him, get him a job. Um, he's earned enough money though. Like it doesn't really bother. Like he could, he could pretty much just retire if he wants to. Speaking of retirement, Marshawn Lynch may consider unretiring. Uh, the Raiders are seriously considering Marshawn Lynch, luring him out of retirement. The, the comeback rumors have swirled around since last summer, and the idea has some legs. So basically, you know, Lynch played at Cal. He's an Oakland native. He loves Oakland. He loves the city of Oakland. And Ian Rappaport said that it's Raiders or bust for Marshall Lynch. So Lynch isn't willing to play for the Seahawks or anyone other than his hometown Raiders. Additionally, Lynch unretiring is realer than it's ever been, which lines up with what MMB quarterbacks Peter King reported on Monday. So... Expect this to uh, deal to possibly get done, and, and probably by the end of the draft, uh, Marshall Lynch will be an Oakland Raider. It seems right now it's better than a 50-50 shot, and it looks like Seattle will have to release him, though. They still have his rights, because if he did want to unretire you know, halfway through last year, they they could have done with Marshall Lynch, obviously. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like If I was the Raiders, as much as I love Marshall Lynch as a person and a personality and things like that, I wouldn't want it. I just... I think... He he could be, I don't know, it's really difficult. I was about to say he could be a good uh, goal line back, Pete Carroll. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, he's like, we love him. We, we've, we've met him. He's a great personality. Like, yep. But I still don't know how much his heart is in it. Like, I know that he just wants to run harder, guys. It's who he is. He's just, He wants you know, to run through him face. Yeah, he, he, he does. Like, he's just... He's just a monster, and you can tell that when he's 
when he's like when he's been touring down under in Australia and things like that, and he's just like riding around not putting, on a bike, not putting on clinics, but you know, just showing them little things like that. You can tell, you can still see him like I want to be out there kind of thing. Hmm. But then at the same time, if he gets halfway through the season, you just want to know how much his heart's still in it and whether or not he's, he's like, you know what, I could be in at Darling Harbour right now getting paid to do something else like. Yeah, it's interesting, especially because he's not, you know, he's no spring chicken anymore. No, exactly. But he's still a year younger than Adrian Peterson, which is uh, interesting. And he's and he's fresh, like he's had the year off. And I think given that he only wants to play for Oakland, I think his commitment means more to his home state, I think, than anywhere else. I think that is obvious in what he said. And given that they have the running back depth there with, you know, DeAndre Washington and uh, I just gone blank on the other guy's name that... uh, ended up doing a lot better than we thought. Jalen Rashad, that's it. Uh, they they only need to give him sort of 10 or 12 carries a game, and he can be effective behind that offensive line, which is arguably better than anything Seattle's ever had. So I really like the move. I think it'll be cool to have him back in the NFL. I think it can only mean one thing, and I'd love for him to just get fined every week for celebrating over excessively. I just think that just like he doesn't care. Middle finger to, to Roger Goodell. Yeah, and I think... He couldn't leave it one more year because then they might be in Vegas and he might be up a whole different. <laughs> it might be a whole different problem. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let's move on to the Falcons. They signed uh, nose tackle Dontari Poe, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, to a one-year, eight million dollar contract. Another two million is available through incentive. Uh, Poe sort of went on a, a tour around like half the NFL. I think he just loved the idea of private jetting and, and free free meals. Uh, you know, he loves food. Uh, he, he traveled to Oakland, Miami, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville. He ultimately tan- turned down more money from the Jags to join the Falcons, and he wanted to uh, to play in that Falcons defense and play with a contender. I really like the fit pairing him next to Grady Jarrett and making that interior really, really stout for the Falcons. They can add edge rushes through the draft and, and really build on their front seven, which has been a little bit of a weak spot for, for a few years. Yeah, I, I, I like the fit as well. Um... It, I'm more interested about the contract. The contract is, it's becoming such a common thing now, like these one-year deals that were never really a thing. They were, so you, you, all these def, defensive players are getting these one-year contracts and all the, like, the de- defensive linemen, I'm sorry, are getting, like, these shorter contracts and all the offensive linemen are getting locked up five-year massive deals like it's, that. So it's, it's very, uh, like, you need to step back and really look at that to understand why that's why that is the case. Yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic that the NFL's adapted. I think, I think it's definitely a domino thing. I know we're kind of going away from Poe at the moment, but yeah. it's kind of just you know a domino effect where like one like one or two teams may have the same idea, do it, and then every other team's like, you know what, that's not the dumbest thing, and then everyone just follows suit for that season. I mean, it happens every year. As soon as one person does, then all the other agents get on the back of it and say. Hey, why don't you just offer my client what this person did? So, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Poe, I think it's I think it's fine. I think Falcons. I mean, Poe is a machine. He's he's a, he's a great nose tackle, and I think that eight million is probably about right. It's about right. So, I mean, I like it. I like the fit. Yeah, so do I. And thing with Poe as well. Just touching on the on the one the one year contract. He had some back issues last year, so I don't think many teams were, were willing to commit long-term. They want to see how he fares this year, and then they'll probably extend that deal and make it a, a lengthier lengthier one. I think some other players are in similar positions, but generally, yeah, these defensive players are getting short-term deals. But uh, you mentioned you know, offensive players getting more longer-term deals. Latavius Murray got a three-year, $15 million contract with the Minnesota Vikings. The deal can pretty much be void after one season, though, so... It's ultimately a one-year deal with a two-year option in in Minnesota. So Latavius Murray, who you know formerly wore number 28 in Oakland, is replacing number 28 in Minnesota and, and won't be wearing that jersey. He said he has too much respect for Adrian Peterson, so he will be paired with uh, Jarek McKinnon and, and and form their running back uh, combination in Minnesota. So excited! I'm just <laughs> I'm should. riveted. I can't I can't wait. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess signing, right? You're replacing Adrian. I know Adrian Peterson hasn't been quite Adrian Peterson f- for a while, and he probably priced himself out of the market, but uh, Latavius Murray, Sam Bradford, backfield, 
like he's like a glorified Matt Asiata anyway. It's, it's just they've already got that. Anyway. I don't like the deal at all. I it's just meh. Like we wrote on Twitter, meh, and it's a meh combination. Bradford and Murray. It's nothing to write home about. The, the most exciting thing that happened in Minnesota this week was re- retaining Adam Thielen on a three-year deal, uh, re-signing him to a three-year deal. He's a great player, great ascending player. Um, yeah, shades of Jordy Nelson. Hey, and the last time that uh, Bradford was paired with Amari, it didn't work out that well. So, Ooh, <laughs> saucy. Uh, moving yeah, on I'm, to... I'm throwing my own team under the bus to prove a point. Throwing grenades. <laughs> um, all right, uh... The Colts, my team, Chris Ballard continues to make moves. He re-signed Darius Butler and plans to move him to safety. Uh, they signed linebacker Sean Spence and wide receiver Kamar Aiken. So the, the, the Kamar Aiken signing I really, really like. I think he he can pretty much walk in and be our fourth or fifth receiving option outside of you know our, our tight end and, and our three wide receivers. And then also you factor in Frank Gore as well as a, as a good pass catching back. So... You get a guy that was formerly like a number one or a number two for, for the Ravens, and you bring him in, and he's going to be your fourth or fifth option as a receiver. That's really good. And if he ends up being your third receiving option, it means that he's exceeded expectations and he's and he's doing really really well. And I think he'll thrive in our offense with a much better quarterback. Yes, that's right. I'm taking shots at you, Joe. Come at me. And I I think it's kind of telling on what the new general manager thinks about Philip Dorsett, the former high round pick, is. A bit of competition to try and motivate him because he hasn't exactly lit it up. And, and Ballard's come in and, and demolished a lot of Grigson's sort of draft picks and, and free agents and, and kicked them out of the building to implement the new regime. But I think signs are pointing upward for the Colts. Uh, maybe I've got my Colts goggles on, but does it look that way from an outsider? Um, no. I think you're, yeah, the goggles are well and truly on. They look like absolute dog. No. Uh, they're fine. They're great. They're looking, they're looking far. Uh, it's not so much they're looking amazing or anything. They just have a sense of direction, which is different than they normally do. Yeah, I think, I think spot on. I think that the whole – I find it very amusing that uh, Dorsett, um, you know, is in the same position as essentially what Nelson Aguilar is at Philadelphia. It's it's like the same thing. Was it the same draft? It was the same draft, It was, it? yep. It's great, just – <laughs> Two first round wide receiver busts for both our teams. Yeah, that year. That was couldn't, great. Couldn't walk away happier out. from the brew house that day. Yeah, great. And we both we both were like, you know what? We weren't expecting that, but I, it's, it's going to be good, isn't it? No. We try to keep an open mind, but ultimately uh, we were we were kind of right with our picks. Like, yeah. <laughs> wasn't that great? Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, last couple of news items: the Raiders agreed to terms with tight end Jared Cook formerly of the Packers, on a two-year contract. It's worth up to $12.2 million. ESPN's Jacina Anderson reports it's effectively a one-year deal. There's another one for you, Woot. And he reportedly turned down a bigger offer from the Packers, but then they ended up signing Martellus Bennett. So they said, see you later to Jared Cook, and he winds up in Oakland. This is another signing. I don't know. Like, all the... The media sort of drilled this up a little bit, saying it was a great coup for Oakland. And well, not all the media, but just the, the insiders, Schefter and Rappaport, really were like, oh, great signing. And I just thought, is he really that much like of an upgrade over Clive Warford? He had a bit of a sophomore slump last year, but like, I still have hopes for Clive Warford. I think he can still turn it around. It's not over for him. Yeah, I've, I've never understood the hype around Jared Cook, and I've never overly looked at him and just thought, wow, what a difference maker that they have anywhere, any team that he's been on, whether it's the, the Rams or the Packers or whoever, just, I don't know. It's, I really have never understood it. He's always kind of been that um, uh, sleeper in fantasy. You know, like he might have a, this insane week. Didn't he have that insane week like two seasons ago where he was like first round of the had season? Like 38 just, points. Oh, mate, he just went off. And then you were like, oh, my God, he's here. He's arrived. And it just petered out for the rest of it. Then did nothing anyway. for, for the rest of the season. I know. Can I just... I know we've mentioned it previously, I'm sure, with all the signings that have happened in free agency. But just touching on tight ends, how mind-boggling is the whole Jermaine Gresham signing? Like that, to me, is just one of the... It's, one it's, of, it's terrible. Still, it's probably... Oh, it's, it's just one of the most what the... F moments of free agency. You're just like, what? 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 <laughs> anyway. It is, like, when you think about it and compare it to, like, the money, like, Gronk's on as well, it, it it's even more mind-boggling. I'm trying to bring it up now on OverTheCap.com, one, one of the great signings, but 
a site, sorry. He's on a $28 million contract, and he's averaging $7 million a year. Like, Gronk's only on $2 million a year more. Like, and the guaranteed money, Gronk earns $170,000 more in guaranteed money. Yeah. This is Jermaine Gresham, who you never hear of. <laughs> like, it's just, you never hear of it. It, it was like, he's like a, just a Mercedes Lewis. Like, that's the kind of bracket I put him in. It's just, what the hell? Anyway. For every for all the good things that the Cardinals were doing, it's just it's, it's been one a, of the it's been a weird that, off season for the Cardinals. It, I know, and they were headed in such a great direction, say two seasons ago. You just thought, look at they're on the up and up, and then right at the end of um, the season before last was uh, kind of a down, uh, you know, few weeks and uh, end of the season for uh, Carson Palmer, and then like it just kind of just continued on to next the, the next season, and I don't know, just. It really petered out really quickly, especially how high we were mm. on the whole Bruce Arians head coaching, and it was just I don't know, Jermaine Gresham. That's where expect, we're at. With you the don't Cardinals. expect that from Steve Kime either. Like he's generally a really good general manager. Like uh, so weird that Jermaine Gresham's average guarantee per year is five hundred thousand dollars less than the total guarantee across Jack Doyle's three year deal. Like, no. like would you? I would rather Jack Doyle anyway. Like I don't even like. It's so bizarre. I don't know. <laughs> and oh. then I don't know. <laughs> just there's been some mind-boggling it's, deals. It's actually it's actually baffling. Like this is it's probably the worst signing. I just every time I look at it, I just think, what the hell? What the hell? I, anyway, I, anyway. I, the, the the website Walter Football. I'm sure you're aware of it. Yes. Um, the, um, do, it looks that it looks like it's been made from a high school IT project. Yes, yeah, it's terrible. Like it's arranged terribly, and you know, there's the mocks are bad. But it's always good to just you know, we're a sucker for mock drafts. I like I like reading them and seeing the reasoning behind it. They do like free agent grades, and I don't normally agree with the grades, but I just like to read them because when there's a disaster grade, they they really go hard, like Matt Millen, like on steroids grade, and I I, re- I can't remember what the Jermaine Gresham was, but they were like DefCon one or disaster. Like, <laughs> it was so funny, All which right. is appropriate, <laughs> very appropriate and very reasonable. Uh, all right, last bit of news is a Pittsburgh ju- before a speed round, uh, which get excited, it's back. Uh, Pittsburgh judge dismissed all charges filed against free agent Darrell Revis. Last Wednesday, so it was literally hours after we finished recording, as as per usual, uh, around here in uh, Wooten Wyland. So Revis was facing four felonies and one misdemeanor, stemming from a brawl in February. He's now off the hook completely. So the off-the-field matter isn't what's keeping Revis unemployed in the NFL. However, Revis mailed it in last season, and he saw his play fall off a cliff. Uh, there's a real chance he doesn't suit up in 2017, but he said he definitely wants to continue playing and would be open to switching to safety. Uh, Bill Belichick said that he doesn't think Revis can switch to the safety position. So what do we reckon? Do you think you'll play in, in 2017? I do because I think even the team will bring him on in a, like a mental capacity. Even though if Revis doesn't want that, a team will you know bring him on to compete and things like that. And he'll probably still earn like a starting job. But he isn't a number one corner in any team in the league anymore he just he got burnt by nearly every receiver in the league last season just at least once or twice a game which never used to happen it just flat out never used to happen he pretty much gave uh, Marquise Goodwin his next deal with the 49ers like he ensured that Marquise Goodwin got paid it was nice of him like but Goodwin should start mailing some checks to to Revis as a thank you present uh, I don't think he'll start the season. I think a team will get desperate, like with some injuries, maybe week four or five, and then bring him in for a visit. I think that's what's going to happen. I really think it goes down to, um, uh, yeah, I'm not sold on the whole safety thing. I mean, if he can convert, I think it it could happen. It's not the worst thing. He's he's never been like the fastest corner. He's just got really good instincts and like ability to, you know. He's got good hips and things like that, which you know helps him significantly when as a, as a corner. But then, like he's never been that hard hitting, so strong safety kind of I just don't feel is a good fit. And then free safeties are going to be super quick, and like Revis just isn't there. He's just no. not at that and level anymore. Apparently, his body is just like he he's out of shape last season a lot. Uh, Michael Lombardi reported that I think yesterday that 
his conditioning was just terrible. And it's a bad time to be a free agent sort of defensive back now. With we, we saw how well the defensive backs you know tested at the combine, and and I'm sure you've I know you love corners. So how many corner prospects have you have you watched so far uh, since you know since you started watching tape? And it's a it's a deep deep class. It's it's weird because originally it, it was weird because I just I just click in I'm like draft breakdown clicking clicking through kind of thing and then you think oh where's this guy and then you're like first round no second round no and you're like wow there's like some legitimate quality like all the way through the draft so it's not a surprise that they ha- no one has signed him but like I said I think someone will bring him in on like a mental capacity I think that makes. Mm-hmm the most sense especially like if he you know really if he mans up and just like realizes his age and that he's not an island anymore and things like that and he can really help a franchise Mm. by you know nurturing these this young talent especially like if you get someone in the third or fourth round in the draft and he's able to you know just help develop them in the aspects that they're not um you know they're not the best in he could make a huge difference, and I think I think Vans and stuff will still uh, understand that. Obviously, Rivers' knowledge of the position is probably second to none in the league. Yeah, so it needs to yeah. be more of a. Is it an atoll, not an island? Is that a is that a thing? Whatever. It's a it's a it's, there you go. It's a ring shaped coral reef. I don't know if that's relevant, but yeah, <laughs> Darrell Reefus. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I double dropped it. Oh, uh, that beautiful. Was, that was sensational. Well done. Thank you. Uh, speaking of corners, though, like what you, you've watched a few now. Who, who's jumping out of you? I'm sure we're, we're going to talk to plenty of uh, draft nicks in the lead up the 35 days of the draft. Who, you know, who, <clears throat> who stood out to you, man? Um, to be honest, I was really, I was really on, I was kind of, it's difficult because I really want Philly to draft a corner first, right? And then where they are at the draft now, and with uh, geez, I've gone blank on Sydney, his name. What's... Sydney Jones. No, no, who's who? Who got hurt? Yeah, Sydney Jones. He tore his Sydney Jones. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Sydney Jones. To... Yeah, with that whole thing. Sorry, Tory's just... Achilles. Sorry. Yeah, you're just like no. Now it's turned. It's thrown a real spanner in the works, and now you know Lattimore isn't going to slide like we no. were hoping. So you just think. There's just no chance. And then he could go even higher, especially if someone's after the elite cornerback. And Lattimore's far and above um, far above and beyond the number one. He's just he's on his own little so thing good. at the top. He's, he's terrific. And, like, if anyone wants to watch t- tape on him, he's number one. Like, he just – last last season, uh, you know, the whole Vernon Hargreaves and there was the Ramsey and that kind of thing, and you're like, there's – you know, you could interchange them, kind of. Different people had different perspectives. Everyone sees Lattimore as the number one. And it, it is right. It's that way. But, um, yeah, now you don't want Philadelphia to reach on one of those corners. You just – you don't want that now. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know about the Colts. You, like, you still want them to get a corner, and you're like, this is great, but it's so deep. Like I was just saying, there's so many names deep, and just – I don't know. It doesn't matter. I've I don't even know what I want Philadelphia to do. I'm, I'm just, I'm too. kind of, I'll, I'm kind of along for the ride this season at the moment. I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure I'll have a preference by yep. day one of the draft, but yeah. we'll, uh, we'll definitely discuss it uh, as we uh, get closer and closer. I'm similar to you. I, I, I kind of wanted corner, but now I'm not sure. But edge rusher, um, I don't know who the real value is there at 15. Maybe like in the top of the seconds, a little bit better. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll work that out. All right, it's, you just been... don't want wide receiver, yeah. Yeah, just no undersized wide receiver. As much as I think John Ross will be a great player, and and who I'm sick of getting tired mocked now this year. Like last year was Jack Conklin, and look, Conklin's a great player, but it wasn't it wasn't the fit for us. And this year it's Forrest Lamp who keeps getting drafted. And you watch Forrest Lamp will probably be an All Pro guard, and I'll have egg on my face. But just stop mocking him to the Colts, please. It's just it's just redundant, like. It's just silly. All right, time for our uh, free agency speed round before we uh, hit up our mailbag. Uh, I'll just uh, add some background music here. You're not going to be able to hear it, so just assume it's really cool. And uh, let's is it get... really fast paced? Uh, yeah, it's in between. It's more fast than it is slow. So let's let's just go All with right. that. All right, ready? 
and let's do this. New England signed, re-signed Dante Hightower on a four-year deal worth $19 million, $19 million guaranteed. Woot, what do you think about that? It's good. And finally, he gets the credit he deserves. They need to keep one of their linebackers, so I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. It's, it's the, the amount and the length is fine by me. It's good. The rich get richer. That's it. Nick Falk is joining the Bucks to compete with Roberto Aguayo. Ooh, this is ugly. They've already admitted they made a mistake drafting pretty much by this. Nick Falk now going to compete with Roberto Aguayo. And if I had to pick someone to win this battle, I'm taking Nick Falk. Although Aguayo is pretty good down the stretch. But, geez, just stop taking kickers in the second round, please. Do, do you think if they're, if they're you know, tired going into the season, they stick with Aguayo just to save face? Yeah, I think so. Uh, if if it's not above and beyond Nick Falk, then they, they will probably save face and stick with no. Aguayo. All right, Kiko Alonso, he re-signs with Miami on a three-year, $25 million deal. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, Kiko Alonso, there was so much hope for him, and now it's just kind of like, I don't know, he's still getting paid. He's still getting paid like a pretty decent star. You uh, does... you cop the bad side of Alonso. I think you saw the worst of him in, in his career with Philly, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, he like, there was so much high, there was such high expectations, and then he, he did get hurt, so it didn't help. Okay, uh, Manti Teo moved to New Orleans for at least two years. Yep, I hear there's good catfish down in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, no, I, like, it's just, I don't know. He, why do New Orleans always do this with their linebackers? It's just They always bizarre. get like the high-profile guys that just are not good. I don't know. That are really overrated by name value. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, the uh, yes, the Rams signed outside linebacker Connor Barwin, formerly of the Eagles, to a one-year contract. And rejoins uh, Wade Phillips. Hey, bloody cue the sad music! Like it's a shame to see Connor Barwin go because he's just one of those guys who's in every aspect of the whole organization. So like on field, off field, rides his bike to the game, that kind of player. He like he's he's terrific. And I mean, I don't know. You haven't the Rams, you don't hear a bad word about Barwin. No, you never do, and and like he's just he's just a competitor. No matter how old he he gets, I'm sure he'll still be playing when he's 37. He's still, you know, going hard. Going hard. Uh, Josh McCowan. Yep. Signs a one-year deal with the Jets. He is a glutton for punishment. This guy, like, just sign with a good team. What are you doing? Stop signing with bad teams. Your record stinks. I, I just... Do you know if he has those offers? Do you know if you know the Patriots are calling him? No, but like the Cowboys, he went in for a visit. That's a perfect role for him. Back up behind that offensive line. Like, you're going to get killed. You got killed behind the Browns O-line. Now you go to the Jets O-line. That's even worse. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you know, like, he has a chance to be the starter at the Jets, right? True. Yeah. Uh, sure. that, it's pretty much confirmation that they're firmly in the uh, scam for Sam uh, sweepstakes to uh, land Sam Darnold this time next year. All right. Uh, the Bengals replace Carlos Dansby with Kevin Minter. Yeah, just, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yep. Gino Smith moves offices across town and joins the Giants. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. You know? Yeah, I know. Whatever. The, the, the Smith and Eli in the train. I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I, I do like the thought of Brett and Marshall kind of escaping Gino Smith. Imagine Eli Manning finally getting injured for the first time in his career and then having to play. With Geno Smith yet again. That would be uh, a little bit funny. By the way, the Giants fans know I kid, right? Because Geno Smith is awful and Manning can play. (laughs) They know you're joking. Uh, Andre Holmes joins the Bills on a three-year, $6.5 million deal. Oh, this is just, this is news. I find it very, very humorous after this. We were mentioning him that he was like a free agent signing that my team automatically signed on Madden. As a, as a player to sign. Yeah, great. It's terrific. Especially when he's your number one wide receiver. No, but Sammy Watkins, does he not exist no, anymore? I know, no, I'm talking about... Yeah, oh, on Madden. I oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. For those that weren't playing on, Josh has done a terrible Madden franchise where he just uh, had all these bad weapons. Andre Holmes is his wide receiver one. All right. Uh, Quality. Yep. JPP signs a four-year extension worth $40 million guaranteed. The richest man in the world with eight fingers. That's it. Right. Yeah. Just, eh. <laughs> like, right. That's fine. It, it pays to have really long ass arms. Like it, you can still beat 
beat the edge and, and rush the passer and it pays off. And is, look, I'm kind of happy going, for him. Lack of a better word, is he still going to kind of like have clubs? He's still like, going to club that hand, I believe. Actually, no, he's, he started wearing a glove though. Like a, I swear he was using the three fingers last year, and that was that helped his play immensely because. He was able to grasp the quarterback a little bit better. Anyway, we'll yeah. we'll work this out. But uh, you know, it's a long road back from what from what happened to him. So you know, full credit to him for digging in and not giving up. Uh, the Ravens agreed to trade center Jeremy Zutta to the 49ers in a deal featuring a swap of six round picks. Baltimore sending its 198th pick and receiving 186, moving up a grand total of 12 spots. What is with Baltimore doing this? I don't know. You trust Aussie Newsom, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's um, not a bad get for 49ers, though. Like, you, you lose 12 no, spots I know. It's and you get a starting not. center. Yeah, no. Like, some things the 49ers are doing, you're like, you know what? That's pretty That's pretty okay. And then they go give, what, $8 million to their fullback? Yes. It's just, but, they, you know, it's as a, we said, they have to spend the money, so. Just got to spend it somewhere. Why can't they? They should have went out and got Osweiler. Anyway. Um, Cowboys lose their cornerbacks. Brandon Carr joins Baltimore and Mo Claiborne. Joins the Jets. Uh, yeah, it... It's a good time to probably lose your defensive backs, especially ones that are a little bit overrated and overpaid in Brandon Carr and, and Mo Claiborne. Claiborne not overpaid, but a little bit overrated. It showed a little something last year, but, uh, you know, the draft's deep, as we just mentioned, and uh, the Cowboys will be firmly in the defensive back sweepstakes. And that wraps up our speed round. All right, our next little segment before hitting our mailbag is, actually, it was a question from at MoneyMouse74Jen. She listens to the show. Uh, she asked a question about the referees. She's my favorite Jen listener. There you go. Um, she's my favorite Money Mouse of all the 74 Money Mouses on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's Money Mice. No, Money Mouse. <laughs> it would say Money Mice, wouldn't it? I don't know. You said Money Mouses out yeah, I know, of all but... the Money Mouses. <laughs> Because Please it's don't. The, the handle is my, yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll put that on the poll and see who wins. Uh, probably in true for in true uh, format of the show, you will romp at home in a in a landslide like you have with the burger bets and all the other polls. Uh, all right, so she asked a question about the referees, and it was interesting because this week uh, there was some news dropping about the NFL and their decision on officiating. So they're they're getting serious about its officiating, according to Adam Schefter. The NFL Competition Committee wants to begin hiring full-time referees for the 2017 season. Troy Vincent uh, of the NFL told the Associated Press that having full-time officials would afford the league more time for training and consultation. Currently, the NFL referees have jobs outside of football. So, Josh, I am going to ask you to guess the jobs of six referees for us. All right. All right. So, can't wait. I'm already... Are you ready? ready? Very um, I advise people, if you are listening to this, just type in NFL referees on Google, and it brings up pictures of the referees. So when we say a name, you can look at the face, and it might help your guessing game a little bit. Uh, so let's start with Walt Coleman. So, uh, Walt Coleman. Yep. He's a... I've got his face in front of me. He's a very stern-looking man in yep. this photo. Well, what, do, what do you reckon he does for a, for a day job? I think... All right. Let me just compare him to the other referees' faces, <laughs> just to try to grasp. I think he runs a news agency. Oh, pretty close. Um, in, in cl- close <laughs> in that, it? in close that, like it's a hard, like running a news agency is hard job, like long hours, like small business, tough work. He yep. he's a dairy farmer in Ooh, in dairy. little in Little Rock. So long hours, small business, hard work. So like. Man, does that guy have, like, any days off? Respect for the coal man. Yeah, exactly. It would have been mad if he was a coal miner. That would have been cool. That's the lamest joke you've ever told. All right, moving Not on. Not as good as Rufus. That's, that's the <laughs> show. Well, let's move on to Ed Hockley, the uh, the best physique among all sports officials in the world. Let's be honest. The guy I'm going to go. I'm going to go with, because I already know what he does, he is the most ripped, um, toned, Lawyer, attorney, yep. guy, referee ever. He's the perfect catch for a woman, right? Like <laughs> he's so 
He's so smart. He's oh, just unbel- he's just unbelievably ripped, and he's into sports. It's, like it's it's really funny that I no just coming off the back of rewatching the whole OJ Simpson thing. Can you just imagine him walking in representing you with his little like, briefcase, slamming it down, probably breaking the handle just, on the table, it's... just slamming the briefcase through the table? <laughs> just like, like, oh, whole, oh sorry guys. Like, All right. All right. Oh no, boy. In extremely good shape. He for, is what uh, I picture like Superman aging into a little bit. Um, all right. Gene Steratore. Um, I want to, you know, <laughs> Steratore. I feel he is something to do with pizza. <laughs> Don't know what's screaming that. Um, <laughs> let's go. Let's Besides go, racism and stere- <laughs> stereotyping? <laughs> uh, no, I was just, it does, it you know, well, if you want me to be 100% um, honest, it's got the perfect mafia name, Steratore. Oh, absolutely. It's beautiful. Well, uh, no, I'll unless say, you... I'll say... Go? No, it's all right, go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I want to say he's... He teaches something. He... All right, that's, no, that's wrong. <laughs> really far off? All yeah, right, all right. Uh, unless you think you might be right on the mafia, and maybe the front for the mafia is the Steratore Sanitary Supply Company located in Washington, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the front. It's a sanitary supply company. You walk in, it's Damn. just filled with guns. Um, all right, and it's not Ed Hocules. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here till Thursday. Try the veal. All right, uh, moving uh, on to Mike Carey. I know he's not a referee anymore, and he, and he worked at CBS doing a terrible job, but this article has Mike Carey, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, what do you reckon he he was while he was Mike, refereeing? While he was refereeing? Yep. Um, he worked at, let's say, like a sports authority, something like that. <laughs> Close. He kind of supplied to them. He actually was an inventor. He co-founded Serious Innovation, which focuses on ski equipment. Damn. I can't believe a guy so dumb is an inventor. There's hope for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last, uh, second last one is Jerome Booger. One of the best names in in the entire world. Jerome Booger. Say it again. Jerome Jerome Booger. Booger. Uh, I don't know. He's, I want to, I want to say, he sells nasal spray. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, let's say he's a police officer. Is he a police officer? No, he's not a police officer. He is an underwriter for Allstate Insurance. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine them just like, what are you doing on the weekend? Oh, I've got the, the Ravens Bucks Broncos it, yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. See you on Monday. See, uh, Imagine rocking up with mum. Yeah, r- rocking up at work on Monday at Allstate Insurance. Oh man, what, how was your weekend? Oh, such a drag. Elvis Dumerville was in my face all day, just complaining about calls just all day. And then Rod rang me in. I needed more flags. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> That'd have been all great. right, the last one uh, is Pete Morelli. Pete Morelli. I'm running out of I'm running out of uh, ideas here. I don't know. There's I only feel so like many professions in the world. I know there really is. Uh, he was he. I'm, I really want to say police officer again. Okay. Will I hit on one of those? No, you won't. Um, I feel like you were going to go in another direction there. You said you feel like one of them is is it like what were you going to go with? What, what a cop? Huh? Is that where you're going? I interrupted you. You said I feel like one of them is going to be. No, no, just go. Just okay. go. I, don't I thought you might have been onto something because you said someone was a teacher before. And uh, damn it, see, I was going to say professor or something. Yeah, he's a. He's been a principal at St. Mary's High School in Stockton, California, since 1989. Wow! Imagine that. Imagine just telling all the kids that you know you just ref the Super Bowl or something. Or imagine stuffing up, you know, the game, and you've got you know Year 12 just busting your balls because they bet on the Falcons. Um, you because know. <laughs> because Year 12 is so betting. Hey, we were gambling in when we were 18. What's the go? Not there, they're not. All right. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to our, our official mailbag, and uh, let me just play my favorite drop of all time. You 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 got mail. 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 Goodbye. Oh, one of the greatest drops of all time. Oh, we don't play it enough. 
We should just open the show with it, uh, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it might be my dying legacy, that mailbag drop. All right, at Desert Fox 321 he said, why are two people from Australia Eagles and Colts fans? He said he's a relatively new listener. So we have sort of told <clears throat> this story, so we'll be brief. But uh, for us, it was it came from Madden, and uh, we bought a version of Madden when we were younger. And uh, for me, I just hit random, and I and I got the Colts, and then I fell in love with Peyton Manning, and, and my Colts love has just grown ever since. Uh, yourself? Yeah, uh, similarly, I got the game at, from Blockbuster, by the way. I, I might add that. I still, I still go to Blockbuster. Wait, Block still Buster. alive? Yep, there's one in, uh, let's not go down the area so we don't bump into people. But the, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, I, I got the game and the Patriots were the number one team on the game. Philadelphia was number two. I didn't want to be the guy that goes, oh, yeah, I just, you know, go for the best team on the game or whatever. So I picked number two also because McNabb was on the front cover. So that helped. Yep. So, there you yeah. Go. And then, so... That's, then we learned the rules through the game. So it was, it's exactly. Madden is a huge help for Australia. And, we, we, you know, and for the first year, we didn't understand why every play wasn't a Hail Mary. But, you know, it, it started to make sense. Yeah. And we didn't understand why you had to run. Like, yeah. you just don't need to run the ball. Yeah, the we, quarterback controls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also learnt from today a lot of our tweets and replies after we posted and asked people how they got into the NFL and chose their team. And a lot of people was maddened. So it was really cool hearing so many versions of stories from uh, different generations as well on Twitter. So it's cool. Uh, at Peculiar Baptist writes, where will AP end up? Is his career over if teams will consider you know, retired players over him? Um, he doesn't... I, I think... I don't know where he'll end up. Like, I'm just flat out being honest. I don't know where he'll end up. I do think he'll have a job. I do think he'll have a job. He's. It's not like he's out there saying he's the best and stuff. He's doing it like, you know, I still have stuff to give and things like that. Like, he's not out there, you know, drawing huge attention to himself, like, too much. Mm. But, um, yeah... I don't know. There's so much hype about you know certain teams, but then now they've they've filled their voids. So yeah, it, it is it is difficult. I was getting a bit sick and tired of hearing about AP's visits the first week of free agency, and it's completely stopped now to a point where it's a little too quiet for my liking. Like, seems like now it'll be like a team will get him so late, and if he ends up being really, really, really good, it'd be like, why did other teams let this happen? Like, why didn't anyone else? Yep. Bring him, and that's how it feels like. I still think he has something to give, um, even though I was really. Would you take him? Uh, look, we've already got an aging running back in Frank Gore, so I really think well, teams are really interested in this running. Do you back think Peterson class. would be better than Gore? Probably not. I think Peterson's limited, and you can only play him in the first two downs because he's not a great receiving back, whereas Gore is. So there's there's that to think about from a Colts angle, and for every other team, he's limited. He's a limited running back, and this running back class is really good. So. You know, teams are going to maybe try their hand at the draft. Like, it it could be, it sounds insane, but maybe he might not get a spot until after the draft if teams miss on certain players they want. Then they may consider Peterson, but maybe that's a long time, so... I still uh, feel there's Jamal Charles in front of him. Yeah, he's another interesting one. It's it's weird seeing some big names like that that we're so used to picking really high in our fantasy leagues sitting out there even after the third wave of free agency. Yep. Yep. All right, moving on. At Sing for the Day, our uh, buddy Chris uh, from Alaska, how would you personally con- uh, contribute to an NFL team? How would I personally contribute? Yep. Um, damn, that's very good. I'd love to I be want the to nutritionist. Say, you would, would you? Yeah. I reckon, yeah, because you'd snack all day. Guzman. Um, Guzman every day. <laughs> I... Is this how I'd like to contribute or how I would be able to contribute? Uh, I don't know the parameters of the question. Just how would we personally... How I would like to contribute? I'd love to be in the war room. I'd love to see how their minds are working, yep. that kind of thing. I'd love to... Some scouting aspect would be terrific, even though, you know, I'm not saying I'm a scout. Mm-hmm. i just love to be trained in that aspect and, you know, help out in that way. Personally, contribute, I'm probably the guy that's feeding the balls through the, the machine to shoot out mm. so wide receivers can catch it or something like that. Something out on the field. I'd like to do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with O-line nutritionist, I think. Um, I'd just Guzman every day. By the way, someone called me out for calling it Guzman Y Gomez, and the reason I do that is because I really want my surname to be in the franchise. That's the only reason I, I say it that way. Um, uh, can I just say whoever called you out? Good on him. Yeah, cause... Jake. Jake Harper. Called me out. He's Thanks, like, you Jake. can't. 
the guy from Two and a Half What's Men. Up, Jakey? <laughs> Called me out. <laughs> Still around, apparently. Is he the half a man? Yeah, he's the half a man. Now he's a full man after he called me out. Well done. You know, he became a man. Uh, all right, the Logan Franz. Do you guys think kick returners are undervalued as a position in the NFL? Um, no. I think they're no. adequately valued. I feel, I feel like their value yeah. is pretty set, set. I definitely think there is value there, and I think uh, teams are definitely aware that it's, you know, required. I mean, like, Devin Hester just keeps keeps on keeping on getting work like the guy just never he always has a market so i don't think teams are undervaluing the position i think they're just valuing players that can do more than one job yeah that's what i was gonna say like i feel like they value like a cornerback or a wide receiver or running back that can do that so they can use that position elsewhere on their roster i feel like that's where the value lies in in regards to kick returns um At Reed Ballum, he said, "If you had to send one NFL star to meet the aliens, who would it be?" By the way, sure. when he says "meet the <laughs> aliens," like he's pretty much establishing that they're already here, which is interesting. Side note: mm. like maybe, it's yeah. also, What does it's he know? What do you know, Reed? <laughs> what do you know? I would send Julio Jones because that guy is an alien. So that's what I would go with. <laughs> Like, and at least he can put a sentence together. Like, what's Gronk going to say? <laughs> no, I reckon Glennon. Glennon's got already the same, you know, build. <laughs> Glennon, no, Glennon would be the first to know that the aliens are here because he can see above the clouds. <laughs> it's like, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> I bring you love. No, I think Gronk would have a good old time. No one would understand him. He just, that'd be great. That's my favourite Mr. Burns um, episode. I bring you love. <laughs> uh, so Gronk for you and Julio for me. By the way, Gronk's yeah. got a cameo in a very bad movie. Oh, don't even bring that up. I've heard about Can it. We, uh, you know how we read the book reviews for um, the Gronking to Remember or whatever it is? I think we could should read in, in a few weeks the uh, reviews for Gronk's movie. We should just read his one line. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I watched yeah. the trailer and I felt like I saw the entire movie. What is it with trailers these days that just show you the, the entire film? I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to know anything before I see a movie. As long as I know that it's good from like reviews and things, yeah. then I'll go see it and yeah. make my own. Assignment. I just want to know who directed it and who's in it. That's all I need to know, really. Yep. Uh, all right. At Aussie Panther, how stupid was playing Cam Newton for three games behind a bad offensive line? After partially tearing his rotator cuff in an already lost season, it was very stupid. That's a lot. It was say. very stupid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Who do, you, do you want to roll someone else out there? He will. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would just just throw Derek Anderson out to the wolves. Luckily, no, luckily Newton's only out until July, August, so he'll be he'll be back for the season. Might be a slow start, but you know, uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, Slow at, Newton is still better than a fast lot of other quarterbacks, so you're fine. Yep. A, at Simon underscore Lease, any realistic Aussie prospects in the in this year's draft? And what are the chances Tom Hackett gets a tryout or a job this season? Uh, there is one realistic prospect in this draft this year, not as not as many as last year's draft, but Cam Johnston, the Ohio State punter has a real strong possibility of getting drafted, despite the draft class being very strong at other positions. Given he played at Ohio State, which is a huge school, and, and you know his coach really sells their products um, and their players to, to NFL teams, there's a, there's a strong chance that Cam gets picked. And if he doesn't, he's going to be one of the, the most chased after undrafted free agents. Yeah. And then in regards to Hackett, I mean... He bloody should. Like, with... You bloody should, but also like the whole Jordan Berry story just shows you that you know you could be working in Maccas and get picked up. So. Yeah, you're not dead. You're never dead if you're a pro kick product because you're you're consistently punting and training and practicing and and putting you know out good tapes. So yeah, you're right. And That's right. Jordan Berry back in Australia, giving back to the people. The uh, the great man. He uh, he's down in Melbourne running a few clinics with Pro Kick, which is awesome. And Tommy Hackett's jumped in a bit of radio action. I, I really think we inspired him from the 25 minutes he spent with us last year. No, so do I. I think it's definitely fair to say, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think if, if Trump can do it for Kaepernick, we can do it for Hackett. Hackett, we should uh, we should get him back on, have a bit of a chin wag, and see uh, see how the great man's doing. 
Uh, all right, sing for the day. Um, just he loves the mailbag. He sent us a, a proper NFL one before, but he's got a couple of other ones, and we'll quickly smash through them. He said, "Would you rather?" He's got a couple. Of would you rather? Would you rather wrestle a bear or take on a pack of wolves? I think this is dead easy. Yeah. Um, one versus multiple. Yeah. I'll go a bear. Plus, I watched. I watched the movie with uh, Liam Neeson in it with the yeah. wolves. Um, what was that called? I, it's a great movie. Um, taken by no. wolves. <laughs> dances, <laughs> dances with wolves. No, uh, it it was a. I can't even remember. Now I really am stuck on what that was called. It's well, the Grey. It was seen, called the Grey. I've seen DiCaprio take down a bear in Revenant. It seemed yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. So. yeah. I'd rather be DiCaprio too. But the Grey is yeah. the movie uh, with Nathan. Definitely the bear. Uh, would you rather eat everything with a spoon for the rest of your life or eat everything in a tortilla going forward? Um, just before you get torn to shreds again, tortilla. Um, Sorry. Look, I read it how it's spelled. Would you rather eat everything with a spoon or eat everything in a tortilla going forward? Far out. No, sorry. I think I might have to go with a spoon. I think so. I'm just possibly picturing how I would eat a steak with a spoon. That would probably be the toughest thing. Yeah. But that's it, right? See, well, can you use a knife or just everything with a spoon? No, you just have to spoon it. Yeah, so you're not replacing a fork. Damn. Yeah, I, Damn. I'd still go with a spoon. Although, like, you could still do a lot with it, to whatever it is. And I like I tortillas. Yeah. I like tortillas. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I, I, I feel... them for dinner. Man, like, I love lasagna. It's difficult either way. <laughs> you can eat lasagna with a spoon. That's easy. I know, but just hacking at it with a spoon, like, I like cutting mine up. Man, very grid-like. That's another Twitter poll. Do you love lasagna? Yes or no? Like, just... Yeah. It's like, yes, we like you. No, stop yeah. listening. All right. Yeah, unfollow. All right. Who's more likely to survive a zombie apocalypse? Woot or why? Now, let me begin by I saw this driving home and I turned off whatever I was listening to. And honestly, for a good 15 minutes, I was trying to figure out who would win. And I just still never came to a, a conclusion. I just... I'm sorry. I just there's so many different ways. What did you end up with? I I think probably yourself because you're faster than me and fitter than me in that regard. But and you're probably better with your hands, like more resourceful. Because I'm terrible. Like I can't even build a flat pack from IKEA. It's like how would I comprehend like building anything or like any survival? The only thing I have is like smarts but i'm like i don't even know if like i don't know if i'm smarter than you i don't even know like like uh, under pressure i got no idea like uh, do you know what okay I, mean? I i feel all right so like i agree that i'm i'm like from an athletic point of view that i could probably <laughs> outrun or outjump them Just, but then i feel don't like try and be too nice you, you definitely can outrun I, me <laughs> i feel like i would get over ambitious and be like, oh, I can get there before they get me, and then I'd die off, and you'd be safe. False, false courage. Do you see this? Yeah, like, I'm I do. not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, you know, like I'm dumb sometimes, I, I have this, and I just feel like I don't know. I, have I this, just feel, to be honest, I feel like you and I'd be right side by side, talking through every single option that we have. I anyway, think we'd so. be fine if we stuck together. That would probably be the cop-out answer. Um, I know it's probably not the answer anyone wants to hear, but I have this argument with Emma all the time about zombies because she always has these game plans and they're terrible, but they can't swim, right? Zombies? Yeah. Holy crap. That is a poll. Okay. Can zombies swim? Okay. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a handbook somewhere that someone's made up. Because my plan is just to load up a boat, like a huge boat, and just try and wait it out for a while, and then get like when get you run on a cruise ship. Yeah, and then get when you run out of like supplies, obviously, then you you try somewhere else. But like, I don't know. Um, Not bad, one man. Yeah, I don't know. That that's just that's just my plan. Um, so we'll see with that. I'll uh, I'll update the polls after the show, and we'll uh, get this bad boy edited and uploaded overnight, and that pretty much wraps up the show. It's been a long one, but a good one. It's been it's, fun. It's great. I, I, I like the off-season stuff. So uh, in a couple of weeks, we can review Gronk's movie and, and talk about that, and we'll have some draft interviews and, yeah, just try and a little bit more relaxed heading into that. By the way, I've already been thinking about Burger Bets, and if we're sticking with Burger Bets, 
and we're not varying. Yep. Um, McDonald's released their gourmet range, so Ooh. I mean that's. So Angus is like the cream of the crop. So, so it's like you know you can go your cheeseburger, you can go your double beef, your double beef and bacon, you can go your Big Mac, and then if you want to, you know, if it just gets to a point where you're just like, I'll raise it, and we we're both we both are so strongly favouring one side, we can just go make it gourmet, and then boom, done. That's All where right, we're at. Cool. All right, well, you need to start writing them down so you don't forget because I, I, I just. Forgot the amount of polls that we had on the show. Like, I, I wrote three of them down, and now I've got to go back and figure out the other two polls. All right. Okay. That wraps up the show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, at JYNFL. You can follow Woot on you Twitter. Can, you can follow me at Woot, etc. You can follow the show at Woot and Y, and you can listen to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Radio Hub, Wooshka, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and now you can talk to us on NFL Reddit, just... Uh, the NFL Australia Reddit. So uh, have a chat. Peace out. That's just outside.